Hey, and I got to see We Hage this last weekend. Yeah. That was great. It was good to see yeah, it. Good, in good person for you guys. again. Mm-hmm, that was fun. Yeah. Did you lose your wallet again, Benny? I did, but I got, my my thighs got really sunburned. Oh, he got so sunburned. Oh my God, I saw that picture. Good Lord, dude. Oh yeah, I sent them to you, I forgot. Yeah. Your thighs were at a, a line where they went from white to purple. <laughs> yeah, Yuri was like, do you not move around when you sit at baseball games or something? It was like a very defined line. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they were more red than the red California Angels logo on your head. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I want to hear more about your snapping turtle story. Nice. Well, yeah, we can get into that. Um, I uh, am back from the wilderness, you guys. I uh, did not get eaten by a bear. I actually didn't even see a bear, uh, which disappointed me greatly. I didn't see a moose either. But I was up in the Boundary Waters Canoe area in northern Minnesota for uh four nights and five full days of paddling. Um, I'll get into uh, my beer for this episode as well. It is from Bent Paddle Brewing Company in Duluth, Minnesota. Shout out Duluth. And uh, is a session pale ale called a canoe because I was in a canoe and JP (laughs) said he was predicting I was going to flip my canoe at least five times and I didn't flip it once. So I will flip this canoe upside down and let the <laughs> beer pour down my throat. I hope more than five times. Probably more than five times. That's good. Yeah. I'm proud of you. It was great. It was the first time I I don't can't remember the last time I went one day without my phone. So going almost a week without my phone was incredibly liberating. Um, I followed right back into being on Twitter and Instagram way too much. JP's shaking his head. There's no way you could go without technology for ever. <laughs> For more than an <laughs> afternoon, um, so, uh, yeah, it was it was intense. The last two days, we uh, got we got lucky with weather for the most part, but we were getting blasted with wind the last two days of paddling. So there's there are a couple moments on the lake where I was a, a little terrified, but I kept us steady. We didn't tip over. Were and, you alone in the canoe? No, I was with two other people, but I was in the stern, so I was steering. Well, how big was this canoe? About a twenty-three footer, I think. Jesus. It's was a, it made out a of wood? three-person three canoe. It was not made of wood. It's it was made of plastic, I think. Well, that's not very authentic. <laughs> yeah, this sounds. <laughs> <laughs> we had to have, we had we made, we actually built the canoe ourselves when we got there. We just chopped down a tree. <laughs> we're like, all right, we're taking this into the into the water. So yeah, it was it was a really good time, and there was a uh, particularly long standoff with a snapping turtle that. Uh, really did not want us it was clearly his sunbathing rock and we were about we were it was like six in the morning we're about to leave our campsite and start paddling and he just climbed out of this area that we'd been swimming in the day before and my friend david just like wasn't like scared at all i'm like don't snapping turtles fuck up humans kind of he's like only if you accidentally step on them thinking they're a rock or something and i'm like they look exactly like rocks <laughs> and we were swimming there for two hours yesterday so that could have been bad but yeah uh no no snapping turtle wounds uh and i survived that standoff i got away from it really quickly but those things hiss like it stuck its head out of the water and hissed at us and i was like let's get out of here immediately i'm proud of you terry looking you know at a really easy google search on wikipedia for snapping turtle it says that it's a common belief that they can bite off human fingers and toes but there have been no proven cases that have ever been presented that this species can do that so either everyone who's ever had their been attacked by a snapping turtle has died and therefore cannot report <laughs> about what happened to them or 
you were not in as much danger as you. Perceived. I don't think I was in that much danger. I, I didn't <laughs> think I was going to lose a toe or a finger, but I thought I was going to have a really powerful set of choppers around my ankle and it was going to fucking hurt. <laughs> so I would not want to be swimming with one. Definitely not. But yeah, that's a beautiful part of uh, the state and the country. So um, I will, I will take you guys there at some point. JP, it will be a cabin on the outskirts of it that gets Wi-Fi nice. for you. Wonderful. Benny, and I want all the snapping turtles. I feel like Benny would be down with like a let's, Let's go into the wilderness and be one with the wild. Uh, but dude, your mustache after three days in the wild, Benny would be <laughs> insane. <laughs> be knocking trees down as I passed it. <laughs> yeah. But something I missed, unfortunately, because I didn't have Wi-Fi or a TV, obviously. And JPL will get through this quickly because I know uh, it's going to be like nails on a chalkboard anytime someone talks about Major League Soccer around you. But the loons extended the timbers winless pointless streak in the state of minnesota on saturday did you watch the game benny did did you enjoy no, it i didn't watch it i won't give you too much shit but i watched the highlights of it since the loons have been added to mls the timbers have had five games in my hometown and they've lost them all so it's i'm really real. only bringing this up because of uh, an excuse to uh, shout out an Oregon State soccer alum, Hassani Dotson, defender and midfielder for Minnesota United FC, and a great former Beaver uh, proposed to his girlfriend Petra after a game about a month ago. Uh, she said yes. He did it on the field in front of the Wonderwall, which is great. JP, you at least love Oasis. Oh, yeah. I'm working that in here. And, and I like uh, Oregon State soccer. Exactly. You like Oregon State soccer. And on both of their Instagrams today, it came out that they're expecting. So, Congratulations wow. to Hassani and Petra. Uh, go Beavs, go Oregon State soccer. And uh, Hassani's been a big part of our team over the last few years. Um, he's scored some incredible goals. They call them bangers only because he only scores if it's a banger. And mm. yeah, he's he's been he one of clearly he's, banged her. <laughs> clearly. Sounds like a shotgun proposal. <laughs> it could have been a shotgun proposal <laughs> it was very cute though and I'm, I'm very happy for for both of them and uh happy the loons are above the playoff line again and much of that is uh, the other cool thing that i think uh i don't know if you can get behind this jp but it's an interesting fact is that the loons uh well the bars next to the loon stadium let llamas into their bars the one time i went to a loons game we we were leaving a bar and there was a man with a pet llama that was walking into the bar next to our he was on he was on the patio and do we know it was a llama or was it possibly an emu or an alpaca does it matter i would i would drink with all three of those right. it, 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 it definitely cool. wasn't a snapping turtle that's what we know for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was i remember we were because we got in our uber we, we saw that when we were leaving uh the bar shout out blackheart of st paul and my uh, my pal wes um we were leaving Blackheart, and I think we're in the Uber to go back to Northeast Minneapolis. And we drove by this bar, Big V's, and there's still post game traffic. So we stopped, and there's just a dude with a llama, like as tall as he was, just drinking in the outside part of the bar. And like, no one, there wasn't like people taking pictures. People weren't going, like, oh shit, look, there's a llama. There were people around, but it was just like, yeah, why, why the fuck wouldn't there be a llama? <laughs> there's llamas at, at every Loons game. Um, yeah. Thank you for remembering that, Betty. <laughs> I totally How could forgot. I forget. I don't know. I don't know. 
Um, all right. Well, that is uh, what I, uh, we went through what I'm drinking. Canoe, shout out Ben Paddle, shout out Duluth, Minnesota. Benny, let's start with you this week. Uh, what libation is accompanying you on this seventh episode of the Belligerent Bees podcast? Yeah, I'm drinking the Tynamite Hazy IPA. It's by uh, Kowichi Creek Brewing Company. Uh, Yuri, actually, uh, Yuri, my girlfriend, she went over to Eastern Washington a week ago, um, and she had a friend that took her over to Kowichi Creek Brewing Company. Uh, so her her friend knew the owner, and uh, uh, the owner said that he was he was going to listen to our podcast and uh, gave her a six pack uh, to sponsor the podcast with. So shout out yes. to Kowicki Creek. Kowicki Creek. Uh, they are a better brewing company than Ninkasi. I will give yes. them that. Suck it, Ninkasi. You <laughs> sat on it too long. The first That's official right. sponsorship. Uh, and it is delicious. It is one of the better IPAs that I've had. So, um, big ups to Kowicki Creek, Kowicki Creek. And where in Eastern Washington is Kowicki Creek? Uh, it is right outside of Yakima. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I had family a long time ago in Yakima, Yakima. It's wine country over there now. It's where a lot of, uh, a lot of people grow hops for brewing in Yakima. I think that's the one thing I know about Yakima. This is why I belong there. Yeah, that's true. I'm not going to, I'm not going to move to Yakima though. Shout out to Yakima, but I I'm cool in Portland. We'll, we'll visit Yakima (laughs) and uh, especially, you know, that are, Proud sponsors, Kowicki Creek are located outside there. Um, that's what we'll, we'll have to have a live show. I think it's Kowichi Creek. Kowichi Creek. That's right. Oh, all right. Sounds good. Well, definitely uh, we'll add uh, their uh, social media handles when we get a chance to look that up. But yeah, Kowichi Creek. If you're in the in the Washington area, or you know, go uh, go on their website and like order T-shirts or something if you can. Throw throw some money their way. Uh, they're fans of the show. Happy happy to have you, Kowichi Creek, and good job, Yuri. You made you made Benny shave his mustache and <laughs> acquired a sponsor. You're the most valuable member of this podcast <laughs> by far. <laughs> JP, I've I can see you sipping on something. What uh what delicious beverage uh, is keeping you company this evening? Yeah, I'm delivering on my promise. I'm back home. I'm coming home. He's coming uh, home. Coming home. I don't want to get any I'm copyright sorry, but... violation, so please stop for that point. <laughs> We've played actual songs on this before. I can, I can sing for two seconds. I shouldn't because I my voice is heinous. So I apologize. That was yeah, beautiful. That was great. Want me to do it again? Yeah. The whole song, though. All right. Yeah. Let's get let's get back. Is to it your a three minutes long? Okay. Anyways, it's a star sower from Great Notion. Shout out Great Notion. Ooh. It's super. Nice. You came all the way home just That's really straight. I told you I was coming home. JP lives right by Great Notion, guys, if you want to find him. I won't say your actual address on. <laughs> what is your home address, JP, if any listeners want to just come come by and share a pint with you? Uh, I'd be totally down with that. Just shoot us a DM and we can get a beer at Great Notion. That'd be fun. Um, as long as you're not creepy and weird, because that's my role. So you can't <laughs> Is it as good as their blueberry muffin sour? Um, no, nothing is, is as good as blueberry muffin. I mean, that is like the, a beer on its own pedestal. There's nothing that can touch that beer. It is so unique and delicious. Uh, you can have a million of them and you'll, they'll never get sick of it. It's like mind blowing stuff. <laughs> Agreed. Was that yeah. the one you tried to give us at like two in the morning about no. a month ago, no. when, <laughs> six <laughs> weeks ago, I guess, when we probably shouldn't have had any more beer and you're like, here are some pounders of 12% great. No, <laughs> 
watching. <laughs> <laughs> no, these are a, a little more um, subdued with the alcohol content. Um, this one's 8.3%. It's really good. It's nice kind of, it's a little bit like citrusy hoppy flavor, but it's not that like um, hazy, uh, like a, a unfiltered taste. It's just got, uh, oh, it got some beautiful. good citrus. Yeah, oh, it's okay. really nice. It looks very citrusy and you're drinking it out of a very fancy looking glass there. For It's a great notion our, glass. For our, our listeners yeah. who can't see this, it is, it's very artistic. Yeah. It's like a tulip glass or whatever they call them. I don't know. Do they still, this is how they serve it a great notion. I just bought one of their glasses. Did you buy it or did you steal it? Oh no, I bought it. I bought a great notion. Don't listen to him. Right. <laughs> I, I didn't say anything. I just asked. I remember Sancho's had, uh, you know, Benny pints or like pints, pint glasses with, I think old school Benny on it. Maybe oh, yeah. it was, maybe it was angry, angry Benny. That was, you know, the logo when we were in school, but I remember people stealing those glasses all the time. I like a good person went to the superette and bought them from there. So Lupe, if you're, if Lupe is listening, I'm going to be so happy. Um, (laughs) No, I I can't speak for my two co-hosts, but I didn't steal a single pint glass from Sancho's. I would never disrespect Sancho's like that. You didn't need to steal them. You can just go to pint night anyways at Claude's and that's like eight of them. (laughs) That was right. They can't possibly still be doing that. Can they? I don't know, but like, I mean, it, it stocked my kitchen for years. There is always so many, just just so much shattered glass along Monroe, like <laughs> every Wednesday morning. Cause I believe pint night was Tuesdays. And it's like, yeah, you're just arming and drunk people with glass projectiles <laughs> for, for their walk home. So um, I, I appreciate it, Claude. That definitely kept, uh, you know, my glassware cabinets full. But I can't, I can't believe or can't imagine they're still doing it. I don't know. But we should go. A and pretty expensive promotion. <laughs> yeah. And a really fragile one. If you think about it, we really had some great promotions in Corvallis. Didn't Sanchez did free tequila shots anytime Oregon State scored a touchdown, right? Yeah. What? Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. They were Sancho's tequila shots, which are right. like which is tequila tequila flavored water, but still. No, it was tequila flavored uh vodka. Yeah. Yeah, people but got whatever. Slapped. It was free. Whatever. It was yeah. free. It yeah. was not mattered. I don't think yeah. I ever watched a game at Sancho's. Oh, I went a couple I, times. Like I went like that halftime and then I just get two. I don't even remember the TV leaving. situation at Sancho's. Did they just have like one above the bar? And like one above like by the front door. You like turn around. Oh, that's right. Bit. Yeah. Right. Okay. So if you're in a booth, you could see kind of whatever way you were sitting in the booth. Right. And then they had a big uh, balcony that Oregon Duck fans got thrown off of. Was- <laughs> or pint glasses. We- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's worth mentioning that we don't endorse throwing anyone off of any balcony, regardless of what team they cheer for. But yes. Right. Is- but if I had a gun to my head and they said, you have to pick a college fan and pick the college that that fan is a fan of to throw off the Sancho's balcony, I would have to say the University of Oregon. If I had to choose between uh, Benny the Beaver pint glass or an Oregon Duck fan to throw off the balcony of Sancho's, I would choose the Oregon Duck fan. Yeah, I think the Benny the uh, pint glass, I think is more deadly. That's just the, that's that, that's just the little One guy could die. That's okay. But if I threw a pint glass, somebody's tires going to get popped. No, I, I, I think if, if you got hit with a pint glass that was thrown from a balcony versus falling off that, that balcony is not that high. And there were like bushes below it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There were, there were bushes. 
Oh man. I don't believe that that dude got thrown off. I'm sure he just fell. Um, <laughs> let's not Security talk footage was deleted. Yeah. I, the statute of limitations on this from like the 2008 Oregon, Oregon state game in Corvallis has to be over, but let's not discuss this further. There was, there are no, not one member of the Babes was being violent on the Sancho's balcony. I can promise all of you that we just happened to, you know, to see some shit as one yeah. does when you're in Corvallis, Oregon, and you're just alive and awake on a Saturday night. <laughs> um, anyway, you guys, we have a website now. Thanks to, uh, thanks to JP. JP, do you want to talk about our website a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. So we have a website, belligerentbeeves.com, as one would expect it to be. <laughs> it is uh, full of content and exclusive material that you can only find there like uh, nothing. Nothing. It's got nothing. <laughs> it has nothing at all. It doesn't even have any information about us, which might need to be added, but um, it's there. Uh, I think it's kind of like the foundation's been laid for some cool stuff. You know, we might do the Patreon. Is that what it's called? I keep thinking Patreon and Peloton for some reason. Patreon. Well, we do need to talk about Peloton too, but we'll let that. Yes, we'll we do. Let that okay. Well, so Patreon. We, we have the, the Patreons in the works. Um, we have the ability to sell merch on the site, which would be cool. Um, we merch. do have stickers, by the way. Um, so if uh, anybody who's hearing this wants a sticker, all you have to do to get a free Belligerent Beeves logo sticker is just slide in the DMs and let us know what your mailing address is. We'll get one out to you. For sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know what else you'd put on the website. It's got like links to all of the different ways you can listen. Um, it's got uh, an embed of Apple Podcasts, which is like our most popular platform. Um, so you can almost like play it live right there on the site. Um, mm -hmm. But we'd love to hear from everybody what kind of merch we should sell. Yeah, we're for sure going to put some t-shirts together. So if anyone has, you know, any any idea, something you would prefer. We want to make this about the listeners, about you all. You're the reason this exists. We're just the the assholes who don't shut up. And we wanna we wanna, you know, create something cool that people will enjoy. So there'll definitely be more merch. Probably some pint glasses too. That would be sick. That's actually <laughs> well, a really good idea. that's well, yeah, it's we gotta have pint glasses for how much we talk about just <clears throat> beer and bullshit. Um, and now pint glasses on this podcast. There'll definitely be some some pint glasses coming soon. And, and I have cool. to say, kudos to JP on the stickers. The stickers look great. I got a little sneak peek at them over the weekend. Uh, and JP gave me a few. So uh, yeah. they, they look really good. Do you, you, oh, you have them physically. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. right. Will you, will you uh, hold them up so I can see them? Yeah, I, let me. They're still in my back pocket. One yeah, second. I got them in your back pocket. You've had it in there they're, for like four days. <laughs> no, well, I'm not still wearing the same shorts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Those are cool. Those are beautiful. Yeah. So we got stacks on stacks on stacks nice. of belligerent beef stickers. I'm going to order a thousand and just put them all over Minneapolis. Like every stop sign, <laughs> every window. Gorilla marketing, baby. Babies. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Well, this is very, you know, um, exciting development for the belligerent beeves, aka the babes. Uh, it makes us seem a little more legit, right? Like we a have a more real legit. website. Yeah, we have a real website, and we—I don't think you're official at anything unless you have stickers to prove it. So we've ticked That's that true. box now. Uh, so yeah, JP, great job with uh, with all of that. 
Um, You're welcome for keeping us, keeping us afloat, but yeah, definitely uh, get at us um, on Twitter or our uh, Gmail account. Um, if there's any type of merch or other requests you'd like to see on the belligerent beeves website or, you know, on any of the episodes, whatever, uh, let us know. We're an open book and we want to hear from you guys. All right, moving on. Um, I'm going to keep uh, letting JP direct traffic on this a little bit. We have, you know, more more sad news, another death uh, in the Beaver fam that we need to uh, talk about. Uh, Bud Ossie, Oregon State superfan, died at the tender young age of 101 years old. R.I.P. Bud Ossie. Uh, when I grow up, I want to be Bud Ossie. Um, the guy clearly was in love with the Beavs and the Beavs and Beaver Nation loved him back. Um, and he made a whole life out of that, which is really cool. So the guy, uh, well, first, you know, he saw his first Oregon State game at uh, five years old in 1924, which Benny shared a photo earlier in our uh, group chat of Bell Field in 1924 uh, when Bud was just a young chap attending his first game after immigrating from Russia. So, wow. I mean, that, talk about like a wild first like American experience. Um, clearly he was hooked and uh, really didn't like miss a game ever for basketball or football. He's a season ticket holder for both. Um, he went to OSC, played freshman basketball, uh, played varsity tennis, um, graduated in 1943. And uh, yeah, I mean, the guy did a lot for Oregon state besides just like go there and be a super fan. Um, we're a golf podcast. We have <laughs> talked about our golf programs on multiple occasions. And none of that would actually exist without Bud Ossie, who saved the program uh, by starting a fundraiser for it in the 70s when the uh, golf program was on the chopping block. So um, he's ever since then really been like a figure in the golf scene in Oregon and at, for Oregon State. Um, at the uh, Tualatin Country Club, there's the Bud Ossie Scramble every year, which is like full of Oregon State fans and alumni. And uh, this year would have been the, or it will be the 50th annual. Um, and unfortunately, you know, you know, Bud won't be able to be there to celebrate it and he'll be, but he will be celebrated um, accordingly at that, uh, at that event. And, and every year going forward as well. So that's that's his legacy. Thank you, bud, for being a great Oregon state fan. You are uh, definitely one of the truest Beaver believers ever. Um, and my nomination for the belligerent Beavs hall of fame. Easy. First ballot. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you, bud. Uh, rest in paradise, uh, eternal Beaver believer. If it wasn't for Bud Ossie, who knows how much longer that Bud Light would have been in your golf bag. <laughs> <laughs> you, would have, you would have had to drink a 101-year-old Bud Light if it wasn't for Bud Ossie. <laughs> Thank you, Bud. <laughs> Budweiser better name a beer, Bud Ossie. That's got to be our next hey, there you should. Go. They really should. Fight me, Anheuser-Busch. What are you I'd doing? i drink it on the podcast. I would drink it on the podcast, too. And, and we have too. the goal and off the podcast and what our podcast got the golden ratio last week. We're right here. Anheuser-Busch. We're literally right here. I mean, that's <laughs> huge. The golden ratio. Boom. Yeah. Let's chill. Let's, let's cheers to the golden ratio. Us right now. I drank my beer too quick. So I'm going to go get another one. One second. All right. That's always Pause. a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I normally put two here next to me, but I normally only get through the first one. I feel like that's because I talk too much, but I mean, it is a podcast. We do need to talk on it. <laughs> if we didn't, it would be a really weird and shitty podcast. It could be like, um, 
what is the stuff where they like people just make sounds and arouse people with them? ASMR. <laughs> yeah. You knew what that was right away. Wow. Yeah. 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 So yeah, you you've heard of it, Terry. Ah. Maybe we should pivot to ASMR or away from ASMR. You <laughs> <laughs> do an ASMR podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, as everyone knows, the uh, Olympics are in full swing and uh, we got, I got some bitter, bittersweet news. We have to congratulate Oregon state softball head coach, Laura Berg on helping team USA to a silver medal in Tokyo. Uh, didn't quite get the gold lost to the host nation, Japan in a two nothing uh, gold medal game result, but that was her fifth total Olympic gold medal or Olympic medal as part of USA softball. She won, I believe it was three gold medals as a player. So just more, more hardware for the trophy case and um, great, great, uh, <clears throat> great to see her, her there as well. Um, so congratulations, Coach Berg. Congratulations, yeah. USA Softball. Uh, n- number, number two in the standings, but number one in our hearts. So belligerent beefs, right. Hall of Fame. Uh, it's not quite a gold medal. Some might say it's better, uh, but, 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 but you've got it. And, you know, you've already got some gold medals, Coach Berg. So hopefully this is a nice consolation for you. Um, have you guys been watching a lot of the Olympics so far? I missed like the first four days of it, obviously, but been trying, been kind of trying to catch up. Yeah. It's so, it's like so weird, right? Like you can watch it live or air quotes live on like NBC um, but it's not really like the ideal way to watch it when you think there's like these streaming services out there and you can watch it on NBC sports app and right. that yeah. you can pick individual events. But then again, it's like weird to like navigate through all of that. So honestly, it's just been like a big cluster, like trying to like figure out how to watch what's actually like important and, and, and worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been trying, but before right. we go on to that, uh, there was, I didn't know this. Did you guys know that there was another, um, softball Oregon state association at the Olympics? I did not realize Tarni Steptoe yep. was playing, uh, for team Australia. She actually yeah. pitched. She no. pitched against, uh, yeah. Laura Berg in USA. And I think had it scoreless through five innings, six innings, seven, seven, seven and a third, seven and a third. Damn. Yeah. So, wow. Oh no. So uh, she started one run by seven and third. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and she's, she's incoming, right? Like she yeah. hasn't she's signed it. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, 18 years old. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, that's okay. incredible. So bright days ahead for, for Oregon state softball. That's yeah. I, I love the college softball tournament. So if Oregon State was it, were able to make a run, that'd be su- super fun. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But yeah, for so going back to the Olympics, did, did you guys watch any of the skateboarding at all? Yeah, not Oregon it's, State I, related at all. No, but it's, but it's, it's, it is. It's cool. It's I'm so happy it's an Olympic sport because the, the Olympics needs to do more stuff that's just fun. They do, and yeah, it, it was a good spectacle. No, shout out to the Olympics for bringing itself into the the new age of of sporting events. I thought it was pretty cool. Okay, but that's just the X Games. <laughs> so Wait, we talked about this. It's not yeah. like it's not like these other sports are only competing in the Olympics. Like there are other like swim meets, and it's not sure. like you could say the like that's just the Pan American Games. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but no, but the X Games were created solely because these sports were underrepresented on the big stage, like the Olympics. And now right. the Olympics is like, oh yeah, you're right. So we'll throw snowboarding and skateboarding into the Olympics now. I don't think it'll kill the X Games though to have it 
in the summer Olympics every four years. Do you still watch the X games? No, I don't watch the X games. I go to watch Wu Tang open the X games in person in <laughs> Minneapolis, JP. <laughs> if they're, if they're getting Wu Tang, they're, they're fine. <laughs> they're fine financially. The best part about watching the skateboarding Olympics. It's funny to even say that, but the best part about watching it is that <laughs> each country I don't know if it's a bylaw of the Olympics, but they came up with a uniform, a nation, <laughs> a national uniform for the skateboarding team on the Olympics, which is amazing. Yeah, we're uniform nerds too, so we are. Yeah, yeah that's got to be a blog on UniWatch, this, the Olympic skateboarding uniforms, if it's not yeah. already. Yeah, I'm sure. Paul Lucas, get on it. Yeah. I think he's, he so. does either on that or he's got another, um, a couple other different platforms. I thought, I thought you were about to say he does listen to the pod. That would be, <laughs> that would be the most like niche uh, feather in our caps. <laughs> if he listen to our podcast. Oh my God. That'd be really funny. Um, I've been on UniWatch a few times though, submitting or you have material. You have. Yeah, 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 definitely. You have. Um, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Like uh, at one point, like, I mean, it's just really tiny stuff, but like at one point um, our like visor clips on our helmets right. went from like blank to like saying OSU on them. Right. It, it went from Beavs to the OS logo. And I remember oh, being yeah, that's at the house and you paused the game so you could take a picture <laughs> yeah. with your phone and send it to Paul Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then he put it, he will, any uniform change that like is legit and like has like photo evidence, like he will put it on UniWatch. Yep. Yeah. It's, that's awesome. it's so awesome that that has a huge following. You are published. Yeah. You are a uh, multi-time UniWatch contributor doing, doing the Lord's work there, Jay. Wait, was JP published before you were, Terry? No, I don't think so. <laughs> yes. There was a. I was getting published by the Daily Barometer before then. Oh, that's, that's right. True. That's true. That's true. Good point. So, are those are those articles still like available in the archive somewhere, like deep in like a Valley Library? <laughs> Probably, I would guess, or or my parents' house. Who my parents asked Collecting me dust. My parents asked me to mail them every copy, and I did. So my parents have every issue of the daily barometer that I was published in. If you like mailed one every single time you were in, at one point you were the only no, sports writer, <laughs> I, the, especially the one that, uh, the day that the sports page had four stories and all of them were written by me, I <laughs> yeah. believe is framed in my parents' house somewhere. <laughs> Cause that's what grinding was looks like. That's that's what that's, like, lack of participation looks like. Right. Hey, I was gonna say that is amazing. I and I do think that that is a testament to to Terry's writing, but it's also a testament to what the fuck is the rest of the university doing? We had twenty thousand students there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, shout out to Nick Lilia, who is my sports editor at the time. We recently uh, talked about this on Twitter because he found some old barometers. And I said, now share the one where I wrote every single sports article. <laughs> um, hey, you got $10 an article, which was not insignificant in college. So no, that was no. that was 40 bucks right there and getting my getting my name published. And, you know, it's it's why I'm the well-accomplished writer I am today. Uh, that was that was the foundation for it. Um, I recently, when I was at my parents' house, this, this was probably like two years ago, but I read one article and the writing was so bad that I couldn't bear to read any more of it. I was just Well, like, you probably oh. did it after a, a handful of beers on like a Friday probably, night before the deadline. Probably. When I was badgering you in your room to come down to the party in your own townhouse. Yeah. That, <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that that could be every article though. <laughs> every every single one that was you know around like the weekend that was um how it was but enough about the daily barometer <laughs> wait wait is nick is nick a listener is he a friend of the pod do we know that i think i think nick's listened hi nick hey nick lilia if you listen to the podcast get in that get in our dms we'll send you a sticker <laughs> <laughs> I definitely owe you a sticker for all of the you know, daily barometer opportunities you gave me in my in my undergraduate career. We appreciate you, Nick. Uh, but the last bit of a uh, Oregon State Olympic news, uh, just well, not hour, about eight nine hour hours from now, incoming uh, gymnast Jade Carey, who got a glowing review from Nastia Lukin, one of the more you know famous uh, U.S. gymnasts that uh, we've had, is competing in the Olympic individual all-around final. This will be at, I believe, <laughs> 4 a.m. Pacific time. I'm guessing you guys, yeah. 3.45, yeah. That's like central time. I could get up at that time. It would be hard. But, I'd probably have to go to bed the second we finish recording this. I might do it though. I might. I think I'm gonna set an alarm for 6 a.m. and be like, if if I feel awake enough, then I'll so, do it. So no, you're not gonna watch. <laughs> maybe, maybe I will. I want to. I want to ride. I want to ride for Oregon State gymnastics. I want to. I want to support. Um, that'd be dope if uh, we had incoming gymnasts uh, take home the gold or any medal whatsoever. No pressure, but. So yeah, that's uh that's the Olympics. Uh, congratulations, Laura Bird. Congratulations, uh, Jade Carey. Um, and uh, to every every Olympian. Um, and I'll throw I'll throw in Simone Biles to that too. Fuck the haters, Simone. We love. Yeah, you. hell yeah. Yeah. Thing. That was Take the thing. We, we 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 won't add to this discourse, but I just like your point jp following everything like today i got to work and then i tried to take a break to like check in on what was happening and it was just a bunch of douchebags on twitter questioning simone biles's toughness it was i was just the <laughs> life embodiment of that simpsons meme where grandpa abe walks into the burlesque house sees bart and then walks right back out that was me checking in on olympic news hey maybe something <laughs> fun's happening um, and then just, you know, a bunch of, you know, uh, assholes with Twitter finger fingers were talking about Simone Biles. So I tuned right well, back out. If, if, if you're in the camp and, and I hope that you are of, uh, of supporting Simone Biles, uh, but can't find the words to say, look up Leslie Jones on Twitter. And, and she oh, yeah. has a one minute segment of just, it's the most amazing one minute of speaking in the history of talking, I think. So uh, it will make you feel a lot better. Outside what. of this podcast, you mean. <laughs> the most amazing one minute in the history of talking that did not happen on Belligerent <laughs> That's Beast. right. That's right. Yeah. Well, I thought that was a given. It is a given. I had to mute myself to open my second beer. Wow, you guys are way ahead of me. You well, told you, you told me I need to drink more. You're on your second beers, but I'm on my second, second chain. chain. Oh, Jape, you he wears two chains even when he's in the house. Mm, but then, <laughs> but then, such a fucking Portland dad. Look at you. Oh, there's a third chain. Three oh, chains. Damn. Did you get those from Claire's? No, nah, dude, I got these from Jackson. What is that? Yeah. Steven Steven Jackson? Yeah. Shout he, out he, to he appreciated yeah. your wedding gift of Dennis Erickson with a bow on his head so much. He <laughs> sent you three gold chains. That's that counts as another sponsorship. We're sp- also go. sponsored by Steven Jackson now. <laughs> Wait, what was the famous New York jeweler? The famous New York jeweler? Yeah, it's like all the all the rappers got their chains oh, and their jewels. I know what you're talking about. God, we're so old for not recognizing this now, though. <laughs> 
Jared, Jared, the gallery of jewelry. It's <laughs> <laughs> not it. Shane, Shane company. I remember yeah. uh, the Shane company sponsored the Beaver Dam wool hats. I got where we got for free for going to basketball games. My freshman year. At Oregon. Terrible marketing. Really terrible like marketing. has enough money to go to a jeweler. <laughs> right, well, I think everyone in the stadium got him. So it wasn't just a student section thing. Ah, uh, okay. But maybe. I don't know. Dude, one time my sister got hit in the face with a Qdoba shirt out of a cannon in <laughs> Gil Coliseum. At least it wasn't a Qdoba burrito. Why? <laughs> why, am I, why am I laughing at this? It was rolled up like a burrito, though, and just like <laughs> yeah. literally fired all the way up to the upper corners of gill coliseum and clocked her in the face i don't i don't remember them having t-shirt cannons did they get discontinued after that <laughs> they might have. probably because ali got hit in the face with one wow <laughs> shout out ali bertram for taking one in the face for the team yeah but also ruining t-shirt cannons for the rest well of they us. made it better for you. us i mean would you want a cheerleader aiming a t-shirt cannon at you in the beaver dam maybe like no point blank <laughs> shooting you with a t-shirt i remember they threw like so domino's was a sponsor back then and i remember them just throwing like personal domino's pizzas into the student section oh and yeah by, like by the time by the time you caught one like the pizza had just been like flying around inside the box and like other people <laughs> yeah. are grabbing it. It was the <laughs> saddest looking pizza. I mean, any college student's going to eat it anyway. But I just remember being like, I don't know that anyone really thought this through because it would be so for a pizza box to just open mid flight and have it just like hit some student in the face and they get like second degree grease burns or whatever. And then Domino's get sued. So one of my first like, um, uh... Fun memories as like a, a young adult going to an Oregon State game. I was a, a senior in high school and I went to visit my sister, Allie, who was at the time also at OSU. And we went to a football game. It was raining, of course. This was during the Raising Research Project. So it was like the temporary bleacher student hasn't section. That, isn't that like, are, are we in year 90 of the Raising yeah. Research Project? <laughs> hey, it's going to be completed. This is the last it's gonna, season. Hey, I'll still believe it when I see it. As this, a resident it, pessimist here, I have to be like, I have to be on record. It's like, they say 2023. This is They're tearing it down for the season, though. This is the last season of the, the old the old side. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful, but... I, I've, been, okay. Anyways, I've been hearing this for 17 years now. <laughs> I thought it was so I was I was wearing a trash bag, which I guess was a thing then back then, uh, for students in the rain to just like poke their head hole and armholes in the from black trash bag. It's a research stadium and Missy Elliott music videos. It's been popular. <laughs> And I somehow I saw the cheerleaders like running around throwing uh, Domino's pizza, like mini pizzas. And I was like starving 17 year old. I could eat like everything that was put in front of him. And I saw it fly through the air and I caught it with <laughs> some other dude caught the other side at the exact same time. We both looked up at each other and just like started tug of warring on a pizza box. That was like an eight inch by eight inch box right. um, until I finally utilized all that, you know, young hormonal strength and uh, pried it away from his cold, probably drunk hands. And uh, I won. And, and that was the it. moment you became best friends with a Skinder Mintis knot. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's that's a different story, which we'll have to be told at some point. We'll get skins on the podcast at some we point. We will. 
He's got to be. It's, for those, you know, it's it's our best friend who decided he just didn't want to be on the podcast, which is fine. But Skins, we're right here. We love you. You can be on this podcast anytime you want. He's, I asked he's, him if he listened the other day, and he was like, uh, I've heard one. I've heard one. <laughs> which means he turned it on for a minute and then turned it right back I've on. heard one. Oh, he's coming to Purdue, though, JP, and you're not. So Benny and I might record an episode with Skins in Indiana. We might well, have to. You, ha- you have to zoom me in. We can do that, but I don't know. It might be more fun to just do it live. No, you might just do it to, live. You might just have to. You might just have to come to Purdue for it, man. No, I like to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be watching Purdue from a cabin in the mountains. That sounds nice. That's yeah, yeah, nice. Not not the total wilderness, but but a cabin with TV and access to Fox Sports One. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. The necessities of life. Nice. Well, speaking of Purdue, who are in the Big Ten conference, the conference uh, I grew up, you know, mostly following, uh, but not the Big 12. But the Big 12 is who I want to talk about next, because it looks pretty apparent that Oklahoma and Texas, sort of the two crown jewels of that conference from a, a revenue standpoint and a marketing standpoint, are not long for this world in the Pac-12 or the Big 12 and are likely headed to the SEC, which may mean the disbandment of the rest of the conference. And Benny, you sent a, a link to this one. Uh, I believe it's an ESPN article of the, the Big 12 reaching out to the Pac-12 about possibly merging into a 20-team mega conference. <laughs> <laughs> which which seems ridiculous, uh, but um, have you guys read anything else about this? And it yeah. looks like it looks like some kind of conference realignment is in the stars for for, for college football and college basketball uh, surrounding this. And just what do you think about it? Uh, who do you think could be good additions to the Pac-12 uh, from that conference? And you know, any other thoughts you guys might have about uh, about this issue? Yeah, I think the um, the schools that would be most desirable uh, in terms of like their their football team and basketball team coming to the Pac-12 are uh, TCU, Baylor, maybe Oklahoma State, maybe Texas Tech, but TCU and Baylor may have a difficulty getting in because of their religious affiliation. Which, not to interrupt you, Benny, but in the article you sent. Um, the writer cited a historical difficulty with BYU. Does yeah. anyone know what that really refers to? Like it's their religious affiliation, right? But like, have we tried to get BYU in the conference before? Yeah, we okay. did. But when remember when Texas and Oklahoma, there's a bunch of Big Twelve teams that were looking at joining the, the Pac-16. The Pac, right. yeah. Uh, and, and we tried to get BYU or there was talk that BYU is going to join the conference at that point. Like, I, but here's, here's my thoughts on it is the sec is going to be monstrous and they're going to be a mega conference and you have to compete with that or else it's just going to be the sec versus everyone else. And, and, and that's how it's going to be a like, lot of college football media already behaves as that's the case anyway. Exactly. So, and I've heard points. crazy stuff thrown out there, like the PAC 12 and the big 10 should align and, and create a mega conference. And 
um, and whatnot. But what I, I do think that there's going to be a lot of churn going on because this is also at the same time uh, that that players can um, get paid for their likeness, right? And and so I think that uh, that the NCAA may be starting to take a backseat and, and it's just going to be more like college football without the NCAA. Um, so, and in, and in that case, you have to have a mega conference in order to recruit because the, the best kids are going to want to go to the schools that are going to get them the most notoriety. So um, I think the PAC 12 has to be smart in this case. I think the PAC 12 has to go out and, and maybe bend their own rules and, and get teams like BYU and, and, and Baylor and, and TCU um, or do something outrageous and, and align with the, with the big 12, because it, it would suck to be um part of a power five conference because if it's the sec always gets one team in the national championship game and then the other team comes from either the acc pac 12 or big 10 if that's the case like i mean oregon state's chances right now are slim but that would almost shut the door on any chance to play in a national championship game um i'm nervous about it uh i but that being said if you watch the pac 12 media day the um the the new commish uh seems like he's going to be taking a completely different route than larry scott so that gives me hope um but i think we're, we're going to see some crazy stuff happen in the next month um it's exciting but but also as a um i don't want to say we're not a second tier team but like compared to usc and um, and, and those teams that constantly are playing for national championships like it's nervous it, i'm nervous as a beaver fan um, we, we, can, unfold. we can be honest and be like, no one is interested in the PAC 12 because of aligning with Oregon state. Right. We're not the reason people don't want to do it, but yeah, we're not, no one's looking at our name on that list and salivating, uh, the religious right. affiliation thing kind of, I'm, I'm struggling with understanding why that's a problem. Maybe with BYU, I think that makes a little bit more sense because <laughs> We have we won't get into the stories we've we've heard, but we had multiple we all had multiple friends at Oregon State who ended up at Oregon State after getting expelled from BYU because like half the students get expelled from BYU. It is right. very very religious and very conservative, and it I don't know that the BYU culture or identity goes uh, really is a fit with the the Pac-12, but schools like Baylor and TCU that don't seem to be that or as extreme. And I've never, I haven't spent time on those campuses, so I don't know. I could be, you know, just willfully ignorant about this issue, but they're still they're you know, they're bigger, they're bigger schools. They're, they're big football schools. Um, we are, we have two private schools that exist within the conference already. So I don't know that th that would be an issue. And like you mentioned, Benny have the Texas schools are the most appealing. Uh, we wouldn't, we obviously aren't going to get Texas and Texas a and already in the sec, but getting to play, you know, you're probably playing at least one game a year in Texas. If you have TCU, Texas tech and Baylor as part of this package, um, yep. if it's just Texas tech, then it's not as much of a home run. Um, TCU yeah. would be perfect because then you have you have a you have Dallas and Dallas Fort Worth in your market, exactly. Uh, or as a market in your conference, that would be huge. Yeah, that would that would be big. Um, some of the other things, like I know, like Kansas would be great for basketball. I think if the Big Twelve does dissolve, I think Kansas is already on a one way street to the Big Ten. I just think yeah. that makes more sense. And I'm not sure what Kansas State what their fate would be, and I don't know that they really move the needle for anyone. They probably just. <laughs> get accepted somewhere. Um, right. 
I don't want West Virginia in the Pac-12 at all. And that has nothing to do with West Virginia, but just like geographically, it doesn't make sense for them to be in the Big 12. Like West Virginia needs to go to the ACC uh, if, if this is if this happens so they can be in the same conference as Virginia and Virginia Tech and Pittsburgh, yeah. who they have a big rivalry with. Um, I'd be interested in Oklahoma State. I think that, you know, it's not a big market or anything, but, you know. No, there's only one black and orange OSU. That's true. <laughs> they're, they're not allowed. And their coach coach is a fucking asshat, but you know, still um, who I think Iowa state would be, they're going to big 12. I'm sorry. Big 10. I think they are more an in-state rivalry. Yeah. And so they have an in-state rivalry with Iowa. They also have a rivalry with Nebraska. Uh, Just geographically, it makes so much more sense for them to be in the big 10. So I don't know, like, did did we add two teams of, of that group um, become a 14 team conference? I don't know. Uh, I am of the belief that the conference and I, when we added Utah and Colorado, I said the same thing. Don't change the name of the conference at all. Just keep it pac 10 because these numbers are going to constantly change. And I think that's just because I grew up with the big 10 who added Penn state as an 11th team. And they said, fuck it. We're still the big 10. <laughs> and and now the big 10 has 14 teams and they're still the big 10. So it's just like, yeah, and the big 12 is bleeding teams. And the big 12 is like eight teams or 10 teams. And they're still the big 12, but that's partly because it can't be the big 10, but they did used to be the big eight. So it's just, an, it's just your title at this point. Like, just be the pack. Sure. The pack back, the pack. But do you guys agree Except that this is play five this is- seconds of Wolf Pack Party by the Pack right now, JP? <laughs> <laughs> You guys think that this is this is a it feels like a make or break moment for the Pac-12 right now uh, to me. But I have to say, back in was it 2008 when they were looking at the Pac-16 and there was all this talk of realignment that that it felt the same way at, at that time. So maybe this just blows over and it's it's Oklahoma and Texas that move and there's a couple other minor shifts. But uh, this feels like there's a mad scramble both uh, by I mean, if you think about this, if you're a if you are a fan of one of the eight teams left in the in the Big 12, I'm fucking terrified, especially yeah, yeah. if I'm they Kansas. have it the worst. Yeah, yeah. Can- Kansas is honestly in I don't know that I call the scariest spot for them, but since their football team is so awful and that school just sort of runs on its basketball agenda, like I, w- I would love adding Kansas to the Pac-12. Yeah. Lawrence, Lawrence is a dope town. I would love going to that away game. One free football win every year, every other year or however often we play them. And then right. getting to play play basketball there, whether we get our asses kicked or not, that would just be sweet. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all on the, the Kansas to the Pac-12 train. Uh, but that's fun. That's, that's, that's not a, <laughs> that's not a, uh, you know, I, that's not a business plan. And you know, in college sports, you know, fo- the football dollars are the first thing conferences are going to look at. So I'll be most but, interested to see what happens with Kansas. Yeah. On, speaking of dollars, speaking of dollars, I'm going to shift gears here a little bit because at this point, this is all very speculative. We don't know what's going to happen with Texas, Oklahoma. Right. Um, but I want to bring it back to this podcast and bring it back to NIL and bring it back to Oregon state, because there is someone out there on the Oregon state football team who would love to be our sponsor with their name on our podcast. We will pay, we will pay to use your name as promotion for the podcast. So let us know if you're out there or, you know, someone that's interested uh, and we will be the first Oregon state podcast that, uh, 
is taking advantage of the NIL and giving promotion to one of the student athletes to make a name for themselves in the podcasting world, just as long as we are. Andre Nicotina has some eligibility left, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like 55. <laughs> and still what, what doing. Are made of. And he's still a killer whale, JP. <laughs> Don't ever doubt Andre. <laughs> Mike Tyson loves custom models and you know it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. Well, that's, it's all very, you know, it's, I think it's fun to have these conversations. Um, It'll be interesting to see, like, obviously Oklahoma and Texas aren't going anywhere this year. So they'll, you know, the big 12 will play this season out what 2022 or 2023 has in store. We'll, we'll find out. Um, I don't know that I'm totally in the same boat as you, Benny, where I think it's a make or break moment. Cause I think there's just going to be a, a lot of, a lot of things happening and changing. There'll be a lot of innuendo before these things get resolved. I think if the big 12 completely dissolves and every one of those schools goes to other current power five conferences and no one comes to the PAC 12, then that would be bad. But I don't know. I'm also wary of becoming a 20 team conference. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not concerned about it though. Um the way I see this happening is there might end up being like two mega conferences that have multiple divisions and those divisions are essentially operating as so in a way that that conferences are today. Yeah. So <laughs> we're just reinventing the wheel. We only have people worried about it because of the whole language around it being a conference, but Right. If you have two conferences that are the powerhouse conferences that have four then, divisions each. And then they, they are merge. all still, they are all still their own conferences. The, just they, those two conferences different merge names. And then there's five powerful divisions <laughs> based, <laughs> based on geography. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so we don't be, we changed from the PAC 12 conference to the PAC 12 division of the Pacific branch of the SEC. (laughs) (laughs) An interesting thing to keep an eye on too is like what this will mean for the college football playoff. And if that's actually expanding in the next year or so, and if conferences get automatic bids then, and then if, I don't know, that's a disadvantage of being a 20 team conference. And it's like they do sort of set up automatic bids at some point. And then you have one and you're not competing with, 12 teams anymore you're competing with 20 so i don't know but something to keep an eye on for sure definitely i'm really ready you know august is a few days away and there are college football games on the schedule in august and i don't want to wish the summer away but i am ready for actual fucking football to be played so that we don't have this you know filling up you know everyone's you know twitter feed and attention just because you know there's nothing else to talk about Actual fucking football with fans in the stands. With fans in the stands, you guys. Well, yes, please. But please go get vaccinated. Please get vaccinated so we can keep fans in the stands. That's right. Fucking morons. I, 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 I swear to you, I got vaccinated. There is no microchip in my body. I, it is safe. There is a microchip in my body, but it was already there. It's from that's from a different, totally different thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get into it on another episode. If you send us, um, you can send uh, send us a picture of your vaccination card. We'll send you a sticker. 
Yes. There you go. Yeah. A free sticker. A free sticker. That's yeah. all you have to do. The vaccine is free. The stickers are free. Listening to us on this podcast is free. Like, what are you, what are you complaining about? Yeah. What are you complaining about? That is the, that is like the trifecta of uh, being the most incredible human. Listen to us. Delete that draft you have talking shit about Simone Biles. Close Twitter. <laughs> go get a vaccine and get a free belligerent beef sticker in the mail. That's right. Sounds like a great fucking day. Yeah. And then find us uh, at the Purdue game and we'll have beers in person <laughs> and no one will die. It'll be fantastic. I can't wait. Benny, I'm so excited to see you. Like, this is going to be amazing. It is going to be a very, very epic trip. Right. No matter if we win or lose, it will be much more epic if we win, which I Correct. think we will. But yeah, it'll be great to see I you. I think too. we will too. We'll get more into the nitty gritty of that game. We're above a little over an hour. I don't know. JP will probably edit this down or whatever. But that basically takes us through the things that we had. And uh, our next couple episodes, it looks like we have the momentum to. We're, we're going to try switching over to weekly episodes before the football season starts, because during the football season, we definitely want to do weekly episodes. So we're going to see how this goes. Uh, we've got some pretty exciting guests lined up and we're not going to reveal who they are, but get excited Beaver fam. Cause the Babays are going to be joined by some Oregon state royalty. I said it <laughs> royalty. It's happening. Uh, we, yeah, we're going to start having guests on. Uh, we got a lot of really exciting episodes planned for the rest of August. And then of course, you know, a lot of, it will be a lot of football heavy stuff, uh, in the fall. And we're about, we're about a month out from yes. college football. You guys, that's yes. unbelievable. Truly Ho Hawaii versus UCLA on August 28th. I'm very excited to watch it and scout two of our opponents. Should Wait, we, do we play? Yeah, we play we Hawaii. Do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Play Hawaii in our second game. See, yeah. I love how you're just locked in on Purdue. There are no games after Purdue. Either. I am locked in on Purdue. <laughs> we'll figure that out later. <laughs> yeah. <I'm, laughs> but yeah, it's very, very excited. So yeah, uh, the first, I think the first televised game of the year is uh, Nebraska versus Illinois. So uh, it, Big Ten conference game between, you know, an, an orange and a red team always just look weird playing each other. You know, when we played Wisconsin and stuff and when we play Utah, it just, it's two colors oh, man, that are Wisconsin similar, game. but, but clash hard. The best, ball. To, the best 10 to seven game of all time. <laughs> you want to talk about the game that happened the year before that in Wisconsin. I was there. Nothing happened. I promise. <laughs> there but was no game. They did after, jump around and that was it. After that Nebraska, Illinois game, uh, UCLA and Hawaii, I believe are on national TV, which is exciting. Oh, great. Nice. We should add Hawaii to the conference. I would like that actually. Oh, best away day ever. Yeah, you get <laughs> yeah. to go to Hawaii. Always, let's always play Hawaii like in November though. So we can get, we can get you guys can get out of the rain. I can get out of the snow and we'll just go and we'll, we'll watch uh, Oregon State play uh, in Oahu. And yeah, it will just be alumni because college kids cannot afford to go to Hawaii in November. It'll be great. Yeah, that yeah, that's perfect. That's it's like adult swim. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Awesome. Um, all right. Well, that's uh, everything that I got. Thank you both for uh, helping make another great episode of the belligerent beefs happen. I'm really excited for where we're going, guys. You know, golden ratio down, achieved, and you know, taking over the world is uh, is all that's next, and we're we're on our way. I can feel it. 
the sticker we got the stickers to prove it <laughs> uh, we hedged please please bring your mustache back um wait you were I just hope. you kind of begging him to get rid of that i wasn't well, i don't know I mean, what to do with my i was making i was making fun of him for it which is my role as a friend <laughs> but i loved it <laughs> oh we can't get out of here without without officially giving you a formal welcome to the peloton community benny oh yeah, yeah. Welcome. welcome to Peloton. That was the weakest welcome ever, but thank welcome you. Welcome to Peloton. Yeah, Activate your greatness, Betty. Yeah. Out third. <laughs> we'll beat you in all the races that Peloton has, if that's the way that it works. It's not the way that it works. <laughs> that works. I did oh. look at your profile. It's looked like you haven't done anything yet. What's the deal? What are you waiting for? Yeah, really. What are you waiting for? I created my username. That's it. I'm waiting for my bike to show up. You, you can, can do, do other stuff. You can do stuff on the app until the bike shows up start the crush your core program tomorrow yeah do the crush your core with emma lovewell yeah and put your 16 pound weighted vest on before you do it trust me it won't make it that much harder <laughs> wait by who 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 does the class emma lovewell emma lovewell is the name of the instructor ah and she's like amazing. emma lovelace nope not going down that road <laughs> thank you for listening Please, you know, rate and review wherever you get your podcast and share the show with a friend. Go get your vaccine, get a free belligerent bee sticker, and we will see you again next week. Go beeves. Chop them. Chop them. Chop them.